welcome to episode 11 of the Fantasy Football Hangover Podcast. This week, we're in the Golden Lion Park in Soho, sampling their finals. We'll give you some excellent tips in our 6 and 60, and we're discussing the massive rabbit hole that is your best of and worst of childhood memories of football. Let's go! Welcome to Fancy Football Hangover, episode 11. Things have changed. Rich is here. Hello, Rich. Hello, Rob. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. We are in quite an unusual setting. Well, not that unusual, because you were in one last week. We're in a pub in the Golden Lion in Soho. Yeah, on Dean Street. The heart of the West End, the nation's capital. And we are without Will. Yeah, we're a pair. This is the first time you and I have done one together, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Will has gone to get married. Uh, strange <laughs> evening, Monday night wedding. Yeah, uh, it's shotgun wedding, I reckon. Not many guests. Yeah, <laughs> just the two of them. It's keeping the costs down. Who can blame yeah. him? Yeah, but yeah. So age. I was away last week, and uh, Will's away this week. Um, so hopefully we'll all be back together. Yeah, next I think week. we'll be a three next week, won't we? Yeah, which is great. But um, no, we're good. Episode eleven. Welcome. And how was your weekend, Rich? Football and uh, otherwise? Well, you know, football-wise, it was okay. It wasn't, it wasn't brilliant. I made a bit of a poor captain choice. I had Lacazette as captain, right. other players. I scored much bigger, like Callum Wilson. Um, yeah. It was solid, like, mid-60s, kind of with the threat of more could have delivered. Yeah. I actually, I had a weird one, because I had two free transfers, and I sort of had that thing that you're late on a Friday night, and you're just uh, debating, and it's right. a couple of beers, a couple of glasses yeah. of wine, yeah. Yeah, and then I just I couldn't decide, so no. I just left it. Yeah, I think that's a good tactic. And we should mention it's Monday night. We're just ahead, uh, yeah. we're just ahead of um, Man City playing Tottenham at Wembley, so yeah, still one game, game to go, it? which is exciting. I didn't realise that was moved to Monday night because of the NFL. I read that over the weekend. Yeah, because there's worries about the pitch, aren't there? It was yeah. cutting up pre-NFL games. Because Mo- Monday night football isn't normally a massive game, is it? Occasionally it is. But, yeah, um, that's more of a that's super why it was bumped, o'clock, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, week- weekend is done. It's Monday. This will probably be in your ears by Tuesday. Yeah. Without Will, he's yeah. a technical man. So yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe Tuesday in December or something. I don't know. But um, as we're in a pub, we've gone straight in with a beer. No holding back. Oh, that's a lovely frothy ale. So, what did you get? What did the bar serve you, Rich? So, the bar gave me a uh, Truman Brewery Lazarus, very pale ale, oh, yeah, um, nice. which yeah. I think we've had before. Um, yes. In fact, we may have drunk it when we I went to we went uh, Palace Bournemouth. We did, didn't we? Yeah, Truman Brewery. But it weighs good. in at a sort of nice, kind 4.2%, yeah. which is great for a first drink on a Monday evening. Yeah. It's nice and light in colour, isn't it? It is. It's not too fizzy, it's a bit hoppy. It's a good first beer, yeah. Um, I think it's I, a good one. I'm isn't probably it? drinking it far too quickly. <laughs> yeah, drinking it Pace. Feeling slightly intimidated by everyone looking at us. Going, Why are they leaning into a microphone in a pub? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we should point out it's quite a small room here. Uh, yeah. All the tables are full. It's about us and 18 others. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of people here that don't have anything left to say to each other. They're just staring <laughs> blankly. It's quite there's a couple of conversations going on. So it's all right. we, we might it's get right. a few new listeners out of it. Yeah, <laughs> we're very lucky. Tracking us down. So anyway, we um, you two had a little six in sixty reprise 
last he week. Did, didn't we? Yeah, he did well. He did very well. Well, Will did very well. Yeah, you his had Ross Niles Barkley, highest scorer. Well done, Will. Yeah, and that if was you're a, listening. I mean, well, be. you could say it was a punt, but also I guess it was very well measured judgment by Will yeah he knew Hazard would be injured yeah and he scored 17 points he both went Pereira at Watford yeah, 11 points well, didn't he? Corey did alright 3 points but you know these are investments for the future the other two yeah. to come through Scherler and Bernard but your, your old friend Bernard like um, so yeah we should get on to this week's 6 and 16 Right, so first up, I've got Matty Ryan, who's in goal for Brighton. I've had him in my team, actually, he's been on my bench the last couple of weeks. He's got 30 points in his last three games, and they looked at a couple of clean sheets. So I think he's got Everton, Cardiff, and Leicester next. They've got Mendy, City fame, now he's back fit. Uh, they've got a really nice home game against Southampton, then United, and then they're away at West Ham, which are good fixtures. And the last one is uh, Callum Wilson, who uh, has been brilliant recently. Josh King is injured, so he's now taking penalties as well. I thought we clashed, but we haven't. So I've gone for Mane at Liverpool, 9.7 million. Next three fixtures, Arsenal, Fulham, Watford, and he's got lovely glossy thighs. And I've gone for less glossy thighs, Anthony Marshall, 7.3 million, 4.7% owned, and great form. We've got Bournemouth, City, Palace, and Southampton next. And then Jordan Pickford is my last, 4.9 million, 13% owned. Brighton, Chelsea, and Cardiff, and keep scoring even when you can see his goals. There we go, six glorious tips. So that's one of our regular regular features for any new listeners uh, we give you six FPL tips in 60 seconds and uh, for anyone else who's new just a little brief recap on what we're about with three friends there's two of us here today love a bit of fantasy football love a bit of beer so every week we chat fantasy football drink a few new beers have a few good tales to tell and that's kind of us in a nutshell and uh, one of our favourite features to come out later is toddler captain tips where oh, it's good, the isn't toddlers it? take on the adults selecting between your vice captain and captain and it's currently three all isn't it yeah and they've been a little bit unfortunate to get pegged back yeah so the toddlers are doing well aren't they it's a season long battle to see who <laughs> will win the adults or the children so there we go but um Speaking of, of what we get up to, one of the things we often do is Saria having a clue. Yes, I you like had your very challenging twins question last yeah, week. Yeah, in, in retrospect, it was a little bit too challenging. That was um, that was a big big ask. But yeah, I remember the Wallaces. Do you, oh, you I do. Thought it was, Will, Will didn't. I thought it was Danny and Rodney. But then was there, and there were three play. brothers, weren't there? Yeah, because maybe oh, they weren't the twins. Because was it Danny who played for? Rangers. I feel like Danny was the most successful back. Yeah, or, or and Rodney. Rod, Rod, Rodney, Rodney Walker did alright, yeah. Maybe there were three. I didn't know, I forgot about Ray. Yeah, they, Poor he young was in Ray. the same Leeds team. Very small, weren't they? Yeah, diminutive, little, yeah. I think, yeah. is the well, well time. By the way, I was at um, Palace Arsenal yesterday. Who is that tiny little fellow that plays for Arsenal? Oh, Lucas Torreira. Oh, look at that mascot, he's, aren't he? He is, yeah, I think he's... I want to say 5'4 he's really he's a little really fella smart. I mean he's good he's, he's good on the ball though. yeah I like I, I like him yeah, yeah much like a frothy ale I like him <laughs> um, he, but he's really uh, he's really finding some form and actually giving Arsenal sort of something we haven't had for a while is to be a stability but he's quite yeah. he's quite interesting I think he used to be a forward like, right. or a 10 wow. before he like okay, broke yeah. into the senior team so he's quite good with the ball no, I, I'm a big many, fan of many him. doors have been opened for the smaller player by the likes of Messi haven't they yeah and uh, Kante as well yeah really like reshape the yeah, perception on that it's very true so um, I've got a Sari question for you excellent I, I love did, this I did have one that was with when we thought Will we didn't know about Will's wedding 
and I've changed it because it, I think it's an unfair one to put on one question on one person sorry so I've adapted it slightly it's just something I stumbled across on, on the uh, across the weekend so I'll ask you the question sure. and we'll come back for your answer later and I'll give you the correct answer so looking at you know quite far into the season form players are popping up the regular players everyone's picking and popping up I'm going to ask you if you know the top three FPL scorers from last season oh, from 2017 last season. and 18 there were three okay the top three and the, the number one was ahead by a country mile yeah yeah that, that one two, seems there were two obvious. others so yeah have a think and yeah, we'll come, we'll come back to that during the next bit and, and come back to it yeah and we'll come back to that in a bit but um, yeah so uh, we should move on to our best of worst of I think yeah Right, let's go. Best of worst of. Right, this is a massive one. I'm very excited to get into this. I think it could be a two or three parter. I think Will will be a bit gutted <laughs> to miss out on it. Yeah. Um, so it's childhood memories of football. Actually, we had that with Chance, didn't we? You really What's that, sorry? When we did the Chance one. Yeah, with the Chance, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a tough one to sit out, but um, childhood memories of football. I, God, I, can't, I forget why one, it came to it? me, but yeah. I just had a, had a, a moment was like that. I mean, that is just a rabbit hole, isn't it? We can probably do our own podcast on childhood memories Yeah, it's kind of where do you start? Yeah, because there's great memories, there's memories of playing, there's memories of seeing games, memories of watching on TV. Yeah, Traumatic absolutely. memories. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> many when, to share. Many of those. Um, but actually, quickly, before we delve into it, I've just been to the bar, the Golden Lion Soho. Yes. Which I should mention, it's a great hidden gem if you need to watch football in town. Football in Soho is a tough thing to find. It's an absolute nightmare, isn't it? Because you normally can't see the screen. Yeah, it's round. We're upstairs, there's two screens, it's a nice little cosy, like carpeted pub. You know, battered on furniture, lots of slogans on the wall, but quite, you know, just just classic Soho pub, but with football. Yeah, absolutely, a decent spread of ales as well. And I gave you the, diff- I'm going to give you the very difficult challenge, Rich, of trying to guess <laughs> which, because I thought I'd surprise Rich and, and buy a beer, and he'd have to guess which one it was by the very flavour, and then tell us what happened. So, yeah, Rob brought it up, looked at it, and it's in branded beer glasses. <laughs> so, so my, 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 my strong suspicion... It's the classic. Is, uh, this is a punk IPA by yeah. Brewdog. It's the classic, yeah, Rich Can Read. It's been a, been a fan. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I mean, I, this is a good starting beer. If you've had a bit of a stressful day and you just want a little pick-me-up. 5.6 yeah. is it 5.6 and yeah. it drink I've always found this one it drinks quite strong because I, yeah. quite, I quite like the Dead Pony Club though, yeah. which I think is 3.8 and it's yeah. quite a nice sort of this you is can the, just drink and drink it but, but the punk like punk. three pints in and yeah. you're, you're feeling woozy yeah. aren't you particularly yeah. with no dinner it's probably the most familiar of craft ales if you're not a craft ale person the light blue clam can even with the black stripes yeah and quite a brutal advertising campaign recently yeah. you see that uh, which one because I, I always sl- think of that in all the other beers that they got something like 98 out of 100 and Budweiser got 1 out of 100 right on some online scoring system yeah and, and they went big on it uh, yeah and Peroni well, yeah. the one I always think because they started well I don't know their first London they was, I think they're, they're Scottish maybe in Glaswegian but yeah, the yeah. first London place they opened up was Camden I remember they drove a tank right down 
An actual tech, like a military tech. Yeah, yeah. Decks out in brutal colours. <laughs> Camden High Street. Incredible. Is there more aggressive way to announce yeah. yourself? I don't know. Why not? But waging war on the beer industry, I think. Mowing, was the... mowing cider drinkers down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're not drinking beer. Curse your homogenised brews. Anyway, we've, we've uh, we distracted strayed. slightly, haven't we? So, um, yeah, best, the worst best of worst of childhood memories. Well, it's, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because actually... I, I mean, I mean, you immediately, or where I immediately went. Sorry to interrupt, but I don't know if you did, but was my first game. Absolutely. Yeah, my first professional game of football. Well, mine, mine was quite a long time coming. So my, uh, my family, they're not big sport or football fans. Right. Really. My dad's a sort of hippie kid, um, born out of summer of love, and never really into sport. Yeah. So um, we never really got into football as kids. And it was only really when we were at school, uh, like. End of primary school through middle school, and start yeah. picking up a team. Okay, picks up Arsenal, and then I sort of. Did you play them. as a kid? Yeah, I played a little bit, yeah. and in fact, actually, this this is it's hard. I kind of got joint best of and no real worst of. Right. But um, at our school, Thameslink Primary School, big shout out in Surrey. Um, TD. Yeah, the football lessons were taken by the local Bobby PC Roddis. <laughs> PC Roddis was. I'd love to. I'd love yeah, to was find this. this was 1948. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at him, you could definitely yeah. think about it. He had a handlebar moustache. Did he? Big handlebar moustache, and he, he was the Bobby. He used to patrol the streets. Yeah. He used to ride around on his bike. And uh, he's about six foot two, yeah. like looked like an RAF lieutenant with a yeah. handlebar moustache and the old policeman's hat. And he used he was, to take yeah. the uh, the kids on the Saturday morning. Okay. So I um, was he was he good? Was it a passion, or do you think he just did it for the good of the community? I think he did it for the good of the community. He yeah. wasn't particularly into it. But my, one of my most favourite memories because I I find it hard to remember a lot of those years. So this right. is probably I guess it'd been about seven maybe. Okay. Um, and my mum from the school fair picks up a pair of football socks. Right. I just I vividly remember just the pair socks. of football socks. Yeah, well yeah. I had like like non football, non regulation shorts, yeah. non regulation t shirt. But the socks what were well, they were fr- the French national team's away kit socks. So they were, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were about sixty percent white, and uh, the, the foot part was blue, and yeah. it had the, the old popper on it. Um, did you? Were you happy with that? I was over the moon. Yeah. Like, because they were quite sort of foreign to me in a way. I hadn't yeah. my socks up above the knees. I just remember like you started being that trend, obsessive, didn't you? <laughs> obsessive about these socks. You know, I couldn't yeah. go to football training without these socks. Really? And I didn't even know they were the French team. It was only okay. in later years I looked back and realised. I was going to say, did you, get, did you get heckled for not... No, yeah. I, think, I think the kids were Everyone quite partisan. Everyone was a bit yeah, seven's quite young, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's little. How about yeah. you? Was, was well, this, this is funny, it's going to turn into a therapy session, but yeah, I, <laughs> I went to a game quite young. Um, I, I feel like I was a similar age, actually, and it was Charlton Newcastle, and right. Gazza was playing as a teenager, and I remember my oh, dad wow. saying, very early on, my dad saying, you know, he, he's one to watch, he'll be a big player for England. And it was this was so Southhurst Park, I think. But anyway, um, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was before they were sharing. But anyway, it's when when you were a kid, you could go behind the advertising boards if you wanted to. Oh, Everyone wow. was standing, and all the kids were allowed to go and stand and pretty much lean on the advertising I never boards. I knew that was a thing. Yeah, which was incredible, but also incredibly frightening. If a sliding tackle went in in front of you, or you know the ball pinged off someone's knee and veered in your direction, right. really exciting. But really did like, you fill in kind of auxiliary ball boys? Uh, 
Um, I was ducking out of the way when the ball came in. <laughs> I was frightened, probably yeah, covering my tiny little child's penis. Um, <laughs> hasn't changed much. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So that was that was my memory of a game, and I remember being because I played as a kid as well. I remember being fascinated and slightly confused as to why when they played passes, particularly going forward, they weren't passing it to the player and they were passing it to a space for the player to run into. Really? As a kid, you don't yeah. comprehend that, do you? No, you're just chasing that, that. That blew my mind. You know, that was like, why is he over there and they're passing it on the other side and he's got to run after it? Wouldn't it be easier if they passed it to him, you know? Yeah. You know, it's just that science of football that fascinated me as well, you know? But, yeah, that was a, that was a good memory. And, and I also remember seeing Stuart Pearce play, I think it must have been for Forrest, and just being obsessed with the size of his thighs. Like, how can a man have legs that are bigger than me? And I really wanted to have legs that size, and it's never going to happen. My torso is probably maybe somewhere near that now. He, he can strike a ball, right? Weirdly, I was, yeah. um, I was, at, a, I was at a second birthday party for a venue in London called O'Meara, and yeah. they had like, a few things going on, and Stuart Pearce was there. Was he? Yeah, I spotted him across the bar. Like, uh, it's like one of those island-type bars, so yeah. separate. And I was on one side, and he was on the other. I, I tried to whiz around. Does he look quite menacing? Yeah. Does he? Yeah. Yeah. He had like a he had like a grey hoodie on, right. some, something written on the back. But I've heard he's a big he's a big rock fan. That's right. He goes to gigs on his own, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Where did with, I hear that? He was with someone for this. Yeah. I was hoping to try and catch him. Actually, get a little shout out for the fancy football hangover. But um, so this was a gig you were at. Yeah. It was like a second birthday. I think Sundara Karma. You know them like indie sort of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of nothing really. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, he must be a fan. Right. Psycho. Get in touch. Okay. Yeah. Give it to. You're, you're, we'll um, your early football game, um, so I'm, I'm a big Arsenal fan, I've yeah. got two kids, so I, I, I've been seeing to get older for 11, 12 years, and Henry, my eldest, yeah. has been like really into the idea of going for a game for a long time, and when he he's nine now, but I took him when he was about five to his first game. I think I remember you saying Arsenal yeah. Bournemouth. I can't remember what happened. Yeah, he, uh, he was super excited all morning, like, he got a full kit on. Like full kit, and, you know, not, this, not the socks. This Emirates? Yeah, this right. is the Emirates. Uh, so shorts, top, and then he had the scarf, he had a hat, he had his coat. <laughs> no, no, he didn't have the boots or the shin pads. A little bit of Vicks on his chest. Homage to Patrick. And we, I said, oh, we'll go down the pub first. So we went down to this pub, the London's Rose, in Stoke Newington near us. We had a, I had a pint, he had a apple juice, he had a pork pie. He was really excited. Then he kind of, I walked, I walked up a lot of the way, carried him a lot of the way. And then you start getting a little bit closer, you get over the hill and start going down over a park, you can hear a bit of noise, and there's all the other fans coming in. And he was like so excited, so yeah. agitated, he right. couldn't move. And, and he's just like running around. And we got to the game, he got in, and it's like he was like fascinated, like wide eyes everywhere, and like so excited. But yeah. then got like 20 minutes into the game, and yeah. he was utterly bored with us. Yeah. Like he just could not cope. So I just um, wanted to go. And it was a decent game, like we beat yeah. Bournemouth 3 0, like right. it was a lot of attacking play. Yeah. It wasn't in the dull Rooms. It got like, 20 minutes, then 25 minutes. Started asking for my phone. Big best smartphone games. <laughs> Lucky a friend of mine, uh, Jeff, had bought his daughter Emily. Right. So he ran around the other side of the ground, met them half time yeah. uh, for those traditional snacks uh, and, and a drink. And then 
second half but as soon as it kicks off it's just like can we go can I have your phone can we go I lasted yeah. out I lasted out six or five minutes and I just thought you know what just cut your losses and he's nine now right yeah so he remember this he does yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't want to go back he? not yet I hope at some point you know the penny sort of drops at different yeah. points with different kids doesn't it or, or doesn't you know like just not be a football fan which is fine but um, yeah. yeah so that, 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 that was kind of the worst does he, does he play football no not really does it in PE yeah. um, and it's I, I guess that's what you say for your competitive well, it, it's it's it, it, I, so I so I grew up um, sort of in between Palace and Brighton mm. I became a Palace fan because a lot of my family support them and it, just, it was in the very exciting early 90s when they got to the cup final it was Ian Wright, oh, Ian Wright. it was fantastic yeah. and a lot of memories of going to the homestand it was all standing and that surge when they scored my dad would just put his arms around me and all the crowd would surge forward when it was stands which was just so frightening and thrilling at but the same time but exhilarating yeah yeah I bet. and just the weird things that were going on around not that it, just weird compared to now like people smoking pipes that is like <laughs> the strangest smell ever isn't it and then yeah, just people going hip flasks and drinking pulling different drinks and bits of food out you know just all quite random and everyone looks a bit scary when you're you know waist high to yeah. but one one of um, one of my really strong memories of you talking about you know going as a kid and being bored I spent two things one game it was I think it was Palace Brighton and by that point I was a Palace fan and Ian Wright was playing I think he scored and there was a chant that was Ian Wright right right yeah, yeah. Ian Wright right right and I spent the majority of the game worrying about when I became a professional footballer how would people chant my name <laughs> Robbie Clark because I didn't know I'd been called Robbie I was like uh, I was a Rob so I was like Rob Clark Oh, it doesn't work and, I, and, I, and that, exactly where you went I was like I'm going to have to be Robbie or Bobby but I'm not really a Robbie or a Bobby and it really yeah, that's a big problem. I probably lost sleep over that for most of my childhood <laughs> slightly pointless you still it? haven't given up hope <laughs> yeah. that dream yeah, is still possible 41 years old still a hope <laughs> there's a hope and the other thing uh, a Brighton game and I've, you know like you were saying about it was Henry wasn't it yeah, yeah. Um, just being a little bit bored there was a guy next to me and I'm going to try and do it I don't think I don't think my spit is right hang on I just drink a bit of beer <laughs> there's a guy next to me who spent the entire game blowing bubbles from his that not the traditional blowing bubbles between your lips and then it pops rolling them onto his tongue and then just gently blowing them so they were because these bubbles kept floating in front of me what uh, and I I watched this guy and I can now do it I'll try and demonstrate it quickly now I have never Wow, I mean, <laughs> you saw it on the tongue, right? I saw it sort of creep along yeah. the tongue, so you, and burst yeah, on the and, end. And that, that became my party trick. So thank wow. you, whoever you are. You still roll that out every now and then now. The spit's got to be right. The spit's yeah. not right. <laughs> yeah, another, that, another big swig of beer. Yeah, and that so that was my, you know, the strange memories that stay with you from football matches. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. And one of mine is like I didn't go to uh, Arsenal until I was a little bit older. So um, like I said like, we were a really football family, and I sort of got more and more into Arsenal through my teens and then I sort of didn't really have the confidence to go I went then when I went to university I went probably when I was like 18, 19 right but Highbury was one of those like the romantic stadiums where yeah. you sort of kind of walk up and along and you go down over park and then you turn right down Avenue Road and you, you've got the houses so close yeah like literally opposite the ground and everyone who lives there sets up a stall in their front garden so they'll be selling pick and mix or really? Arsenal signs yeah and right. it was amazing because you had two of the stands were like did that classic. happen until Highbury was no longer yeah really yeah yeah all the, all the time all the time and it's um, and two of the stands 
stands were like Art Deco stands, so right. you're kind of struck by the architecture a little bit as you go past the entrance to the marble halls, then you walk around and you go in the gate to, to the North Bank, which is where I always used to sit. Um, that was really romantic. It's, not, it's something about the modern stadium, you lose that. Yeah. I, think, I think Everton might be the same, where you've got residential premises really close. There's not many grounds that have Fulham that. Have it. Fulham, yeah. yeah. You've got the river, obviously, but that's a lot of residential. Yeah. I've, I've never been to Fulham, and I always think like that. Everyone talks about what a wonderful like, approach it is. Yeah, I mean, you've it's got the great. Real family you get the train to I mean, you can go from both sides of the river, but a walk along the, the River Thames to a football match, and, you know, one quarter of the stadium you're on the river if you have a pint at half time. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, pretty special, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's fantastic. But my other one I had was when I played as a kid, and I, I just played for the local team. Yeah. And, you know, we, we were all right. We won the league in a couple of few times. Um, and I enjoyed Robbie Clark Hattrick. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uphill grasshoppers I was I took penalties for a few seasons I, one season I scored the winning goal in the cup final and a penalty that won us the league right wow. two big moments particularly as the penalty there was a very long pause before I was allowed to take the penalty I forget why kept my nerves slotted it away streaker yeah and, um, <laughs> but this is the thing right? and I don't know if this is something you can associate or help me with I the ones that stick in my mind that I can't ever get out of my head are the ones when I was through on goal and it was a great move and I smashed the ball against the post and it didn't go in <laughs> and the ones that I just missed I can't re- I can't reimagine those winning goals from the final or from the one that won the league I can't I vaguely remember them do I you think it was just like that outpouring of emotion overcame you is it, is it something that you replay the kind of things that frustrated you or is that just me have I got something I, might just thing? be you I, I, yeah the yeah, goals I scored I can remember thank you um yeah, some fans of the podcast just yeah, uh, live can, audience. Yeah, live audience <laughs> listening in. Just give us a big thanks, a shout out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I remember those those goals. Yeah, yeah. I had a little uh, brief, a brief stint uh, as a, a, a marauding left winger for the Darlings, which was the uh, <laughs> the Darlings, the, the uh, indie band. <laughs> no, it's the Exeter University Theatre Studies First Eleven. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like <laughs> fodder a lot Theater of the time. Studies, yeah. It was an interesting, interesting. Well, you know, your physical presence. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, one of the guys who played uh, on the other wing, uh, right wing, as guy called Adam Jones, who's now uh, Jones is a B-list uh, Hollywood actor. Is in, uh, he? was in some of the scary movies. You know, the the horror pastiches. Oh, where did it all go wrong? Maybe that's where it went wrong. Yeah, and actually, uh, I'm not sure if this is entirely true, but right. uh, I know Will Young went to um, University X uh, did the yeah, studies and lived with Adam Jones aforementioned movie star but uh, I, I, I heard that he had turned out for the Darlings I don't know okay. if that's true maybe Will Young can get in touch let us know yeah please do and Rick, so when you were playing for the Darlings yeah. did you have aspirations of being a footballer like my delu- delusional childhood <laughs> no. did, you, did you want that <laughs> I, I would have loved that yeah. but I think we were under no illusions okay. in that side we were a jobbing a jobbing university league team what would your because I feel like a lot of players now it's all about their trademark isn't it you know like what can set them apart and make them their brand almost what, what do you think yours would be if you're a player now <laughs> mine was the push and go <laughs> push like, and go yeah, yeah just let, I was I could run a lot faster right. than most of the other players not yeah. hugely skillful so yeah. I knew if you get a hat you caught a fullback square on you could okay. just push it past and just out sprint them yeah I think mine was uh, I was up for a scrap <laughs> hey. I'd probably 
played my best, best games when someone did something bad to me off the ball and got away with it. That really fired me up. I don't know why. I just, I just probably just because it just got that fire in my belly. You know what? We, we're really kind of delving into it in this chat, but um, there was there's a guy, a really talented football actually, a guy called um, Russ Totten who played in midfield for the Darlings. Right. A really lovely guy, and his dad came to visit. Uh, a few times he's a Scottish guy like small guy very, very aggressive and he once turned out for the Darlings yeah. alongside um, Russ in central field Rabbi Totten and Rabbi Totten was Rabbi like, what sorry Rabbi Totten was his um, yeah yeah but he was exactly as he sounded like he made uh, Billy Bremner look like a schoolgirl. Right. he was just abusive Brutal. aggressive yeah. and like, he was like a four, mid, guy in his mid 40s playing against 18, 19 year old Guys, right. a bit namby pamby. We all did the yeah, stuff, yeah. and he was just like just, just this surly, screaming mess. Yeah, like if you got the ball, first thing you do is say, Give me the effing ball, give me that ball. <laughs> yeah, and then if you didn't, immediately, it. yeah, do nothing with it, and then he just put his foot all over the place. So fun, is it? Oh, no it's fun, oh, yeah. And it's, you know what? I also, I, childhood football is where I discovered chill blades. Oh man, I remember being so cold and just going, I'm gonna run my hands under the hot tap that warm up <laughs> like, what's gone wrong with my hand it's kind of a, a life lesson isn't it playing football with I, I actually have yeah, a good story I know we're dwelling on this point but um, we played in a five side team at university uh, Branson Pickard was a hall so we were Randy Peebles team and we were okay we had a mixed bunch of players so, um, Charles Dassonville friend of the show uh, was, our, was our, our, often our goalkeeper but sometimes our sweeper but we had um, there was a guy called Cesario who was a master's student doing theatre studies he's Brazilian and he, he was probably in his probably in his early 40s you need to work and on we, your name we, Charles Dassonville Cesario Rabbi Totten Rabbi Totten um, and Cesario said oh, you know, I'd, I'd play a bit of football he's a big Vasco da Gama fan right uh, and he agreed to turn out for Randy P. And we were like, this is amazing. Like, we've got a Brazilian midfielder yeah, turning out for us. We're going to do well here. <laughs> His English wasn't brilliant. So right. he often used to say, like, you talk to him, like, how he got over here. He, would say, he once famously said, I arrived on the Metal Bird. Oh, the metal Bird, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. um, and then he came to Exeter University Sports Hall. And he, he, we were all there ready, and no one could find Cesaro. This is probably in, uh, I guess it would have been the start of the second term, so January, maybe a, late January sort of time, so freezing. Right. Couldn't find him. He was in the changing rooms running hot water over his forearms because <laughs> he was so cold. And, oh, and he was terrible, yeah. like the worst player yeah. you've ever seen. Like, could not control Gloves, all, leggings, snood, Amazing. Hat. But we had Cesaro. We had Cesario and I said in the field. He would have worn a snood one game. If he, if they were in he had so many. It's a shame they banned the snood, wasn't it? It is a little shame. Yeah. Well, friend of ours, Marilyn Shamak, yeah. made it famous, didn't he? Tevez. Yeah, yeah, Sammy Nasri. Like, I mean, we have gone slightly down the rabbit hole, but I think we should probably close the door yeah, yeah, and reopen it. Because I think Will will want to get involved. And, and if you want to get involved, any listeners, drop us a line on our socials. We have many. Pop our name, Fantasy Football Hangover, into Ask Jeeves or Bing or any other search <laughs> engines that might exist. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We'll pop up. Um, I think that's probably the easiest way to find us. Yeah, get and in touch, because this, yeah, this is a good subject. It's good We'd to love know, to hear your thoughts. And it does take us seamlessly onto our correspondence which uh, from last week's podcast okay so on to correspondence so 
those of you that have been in touch with us about uh, last week's show, which uh, Rich, you and Will discussed yep. food. <laughs> oh, yes. Food at football matches, which is a great subject. I really enjoy listening to that. It's such a missed opportunity by so many clubs, isn't it? Yeah, it, you're right. You're right, it is. And, um, you know, play to your strengths is what I say. But, yeah, we, we heard from a friend of the show, Sir Charles of Dassonville, who I'm still disappointed he's, he's not old. <laughs> balding and wears a monocle and walks with a walking cane but anyway so what Sir Charles of Dassonville was a fantastic goalkeeper in his time was he? yeah octopus like octopus like <laughs> Charles got in touch and just with a very simple summary of French football saying that um, the majority of French football bands the food is terrible so disappointing isn't disappointing it disappointing and surprising because I, I remember someone telling me how good not, I don't know if this, if this correlates at all but how good the food is at French um like service stations on their motorway <laughs> how it's like restaurant quality so therefore to, to in my mind that means it should be good at all football stadiums as well it's sadly because the French sit, like pasties in our world I suppose that's what I'm thinking you know? yeah yeah what was he saying it was just basically chips, chips and yeah. sandwiches yeah yeah just very it's disappointing shame, isn't it they're so protective I reckon Dassonville's got high standards though when it comes to food possibly I think he's half English though so right that half yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah that half of him is thoroughly disappointed <laughs> we also heard from Penny and Pollard's Hill, which is that's a great little bit of uh, yeah, that's a children's story in itself. Penny and Pollard's Hill, who has, has been a long-serving fan at, at Palace at Selhurst Park, and she said when she used to go when it was standing, because um, you guys mentioned Bovril, I think. Didn't you? Yeah, we talked a little bit about yeah. Bovril. I, yeah, and she said that it, they didn't have official Bovril, so it wasn't listed on the drinks menu as Bovril it was instead listed as meat flavoured drink <laughs> it's possibly one of the most unattractive it's a brave listings. soul like can, unbeknown who well, wants I mean, when, you're, when drink. you're standing there I'm in an hour about what, you, what you're craving meat flavoured drink is rarely something that springs to mind the dregs of an abattoir or something <laughs> warmed up but, um, yeah have you got any correspondence Rich yeah yeah I heard from Will Clark of uh, Thames and Surrey fame he, yes. he was saying he's a season ticket at West Ham and he said for the first couple of years at the Olympic Park they had this massive obsession with popcorn Right. So like every, way? well, just there was popcorn vendors with big buckets of popcorn. Pretty much every entrance, every concourse, right. and you know West Ham without stereotyping too broadly, a lot yeah. of big, thick uh, East End cabbies yeah. just going, "What the f is this popcorn?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you see, you just look around at the, at the end of the game, just, you know, at the end of the cinema, yeah, where there's just popcorn all over you know the what? aisles. That's someone in marketing who's gone. How do cinemas make money? Completely, it's just yeah. horrible, it costs nothing it? to pop and football don't go together. No, yeah. particularly West Ham, where it's yeah. like a, it's, it's a pie, isn't it? You either want pie to have a Mr. Meal or you've had a couple of beers too many, so you want something that fills you up. Popcorn is it's not, just wrong. Yeah, popcorn and football, they should never. The two should never meet. Now, we have one other, actually, uh, from Adam Harrison. Uh, this wasn't about food, though. This was okay. going back to a few weeks ago when we talked about best of worst of haircuts. Yeah. And he pointed out that we had missed out uh, Jovino, who briefly played for Arsenal. Yes, who has the most wonderful receding Just hairline. tremendous. Goes on and on and on. Denies it. 
But what was the uh, the amazing thing was uh, he, he said, by the way, your hair stuff on the podcast reminds me of a song me and my brother sung a few years ago about Jovino and the forehead from Mars. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to say to Adam, Adam Harrison, if you're listening and your the brother, forehead from Mars. the other Harrison, if, if you could record an MP3 of this or send us it, we'd love to play it out on the show. Yeah, next week. This, is your, this is their own song. Well, it's I, not, I think so. I didn't, I didn't hear it doing the rounds at the Emirates, but uh, yes. it could have done. Okay, that's just reminding me of another childhood memories of really? chants, football chants, when you can't understand what anyone's singing or how they <laughs> learn it. With pre-social media, that's another one to go into. Anyway, that, that was a nice bit of correspondence. As we mentioned earlier, drop us a line on our socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're there, just pop fantasy football hangover into search engine of choice and you yeah, will find and us you can email us direct yes. fshangover at gmail.com just yeah. uh, send, send stuff in and we'll listen to it or stop us in the street that's fine as well or sit next to us in the pub if you want <laughs> um, but we should move on to our toddler captain tips as we oh, mentioned yes. earlier three all is it time for the toddlers to race into the lead or will the grown ups so regain the lead yeah. I I, um, I spoke to a fine five year old my very own daughter Everly and uh, asked her to choose between my captain and vice captain. So here she is. Let's see how what, what she suggested. I'm Everly, and I'm five years old, and I want to choose Aguero or Hazard. <laughs> there you go. Thank you, massive, massive I, pause. Oh, she's still going. Um, <laughs> All right, Emily, that's enough. We've got your massive, choice. Massive. Oh, she's still going. A massive pause between the, uh, making a choice. Yeah, it felt like she might have been pressed there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, yeah, I think it was partly my fault for leaving it so late. It's really hard to think of who your captain and vice captain is going to be, particularly when one yet to play because we were Monday ahead of yeah. Man City Tottenham and one was out injured last weekend but there you go but even so on a, on a Monday it's, it, we, you know, even the weekend prior it's quite hard yeah. without knowing the nuances through the week of and we don't have a recap from last week because Will failed I mean he has, he has had a wedding to organise but yeah. failed to get one oh he has got a year yeah he, no, he's oh, doing alright right. married tonight I thought it was two of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Um, so, we'll, we'll see how she gets on next week and whether Hazard was the golden choice over Aguero. We'll have a look back on that next week. So, on we go to looking ahead to game week 11. Yeah, game week 11. So, last week I didn't, I had two free transfers and I didn't use them. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned, I sort of pondered on it. I, it's tough because I'm quite happy with my team, but it's not quite performing. So I've got all sorts of question marks. I've got Holly yeah. Bass who didn't play, but should yeah. come in. What for got good fixtures? I was tempted to downgrade Alonso. What say downgrade to Mendy? Yeah. But Chelsea got some good fixtures, and he did return nicely. Yeah. Chelsea got Palace, then they got Everton. Then they are away at Spurs. I'm wondering about Madison as well. Yeah, I'm having um, the same dilemma. And Richarlison. Yeah. Who I both think okay. have got massive potential. I think, yeah, particularly Richarlison playing up front, although so, he didn't score, he got an assist against United. Everton have got Brighton at home next week. Yeah. Which you'd fancy him to get a couple of goals. And then Leicester away to Cardiff. So it's two I know what you mean with those players, but then this is this is the, the world of the 
mid-price player, right? And the mid-price midfielder particularly is a real yeah. conundrum because you can ship him out and get Pereira in. Yeah, um, and Barkley, of course. Scherner. Loftus-Cheeks hitting a bit of form. Yeah, he's back in, isn't picked. he? Yeah, I, it's, I, I'm having a similar dilemma. and I, But I do like your tactic, which is something I try and tell myself. When you look at your team and you're kind of not sure... Just, just sit it. still, yeah. Sit still. You've got two in the bank next week. You kind of feel like you're almost wasting the transfer yeah. by not taking the transfer. Yeah, but we've mentioned before the mini wildcard, which yeah. for anyone that doesn't know this philosophy, it's that you bank two transfers and you take you take three, so you take a four-point hit. So it's like a mini wildcard because it can transform your team. But you're only, in my mind, you're taking a 1.66 hit per player or something as long as, as, long as they score more than 1.66 points it was worth it it's a good way of looking at it yeah. and there's some other teams like West Ham have got a great run of fixtures coming up but they're just so hot and cold aren't they like yeah. who are you going to know the colours the most like announcement just felt like one injured. but then would you I, I wouldn't sacrifice Wilson for an out of itch I've no, got, Wilson looks like he's going to be the budget forward of choice this yeah, season, hasn't he? Just, I just you really, tipped him I, I really, really early like on because he was great that season before he broke his leg, right? And, uh, yeah, and that was a nasty injury. It's good that King... Is it King that's out yeah, injured? Yeah, Josh King. So he's letting him take pens. Thank you. Thank you. But no, I, I'm similar. So I've got a dilemma which is going to be tight but I'm tempted to try and make work. But So I, I've i got two in the bank and I'm looking at the mini wildcard and I could I'm potentially work out a way of getting rid of Madison Mm-hmm. Getting rid of Danny Ings, who, if you can't score against Newcastle, kind of doesn't yeah, give then me you're struggling, aren't you? But I'm going to have to get rid of probably Alonso, an expensive defender. But in that, I can get in De Bruyne. I can get in a sort of five, five million defender and a very cheap forward who would just sit on the bench. So in my midfield, I'd have Salah, De Bruyne, and Hazard. Ooh, which sounds amazing. Nice. That's premium. I have done that before, and it doesn't often work. I know that sounds ridiculous. It doesn't often work, but then you know with De Bruyne, if he has a good game tonight, then he's gonna price is gonna and fly. He's, isn't one, it? he's the one player in the Man City midfield who you can guarantee will start. He'll start as soon as he's fit. I tell you what, um, Brighton have got a good run of fixtures. Both Duffy and Dunk are. Yeah. I'm a little bit scared to bring him in because I've got Ryan in goal. Right. And you know if they didn't have a shocker, you're kind of doubling up on shockers. But Duffy. I think is probably the one 4.5 million I think yeah and he he's an aerial threat for goals yeah he's got a few last two clean sheets in a row so you, you haven't played your wild card yet have you <laughs> nah still got it it's bank. we're November I know well, we're, we're pretty much it's so November. tempting to play all the time and to try I've also really want to bring Brooks in I feel like we talk about him yeah, so much and he scored again didn't he yeah, yeah but his value is like only going up yeah, Will got him. So Will played his wild card a couple of weeks ago. Will's not having a great time, is he? Because he's, he's not, and his team looks amazing after two he played that wild card, didn't it? This is the thing, isn't it? This is the danger with the wild card. You follow the current trends, and then suddenly the trends shift. Yeah. But that, you know, you've got to stick with it. You've got to stick with it. But yeah, I wonder how Will. I mean, he won't care. Obviously, he'll be in marital marital bliss. <laughs> he won't even look. Yeah, at he's the on team. honeymoon for the next two yeah. weeks. So he's just Rob and I. Yeah. Foreseeable. <laughs> Although we might come meet them on their honeymoon. Yeah, we should do the yeah. podcast live from the Seychelles <laughs> as we rub sun oil into his loins and ask him if he ever wanted to be a professional footballer as a child. <laughs> a dream. So yeah. So yeah. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll speak to Will. We'll speak uh, to one him thing we haven't. Done. Sorry, we haven't sorry. Sorry, we have not. That's so, go on, refresh so, us on the question. I'm Rob. So good at forgetting that. So, the top three FPL scorers from the okay. 17-18 season. Right. So, Salah was top. 
he was. Do you, uh, want, do you want to give a rough guess on what, what he scored? Oh, God. Just, I mean, I'm not expecting you to get the exact figure. In terms of points. Total points. Crikey. Uh, 160. Modest, very modest. Was there, what was it? Was there a lot more than Almost that? doubling it, yeah. Wow. 303. <laughs> yeah, I think 303. Yeah, 303. So, yeah, Salah was first. You've nailed that. Uh, second second and second? third place were very close. There's only... Do the mass 12 points between Was uh, Kevin De Bruyne? No, KDB wasn't, wasn't. Was he not? No, I think he was about fifth. Wow, okay. Uh, I was trying to think he was uh, Silva. Same team. Yeah, not, Sil- not David oh, Boyce-Giles. Not Guero. No. Because they rotated Guero and G- yeah, Jesus Christ Yeah, that was a lot really last frustrating last season. Yeah. Um, right team, though. Oh, so we're in City. Uh, oh, Defender, maybe. No. Uh, no <laughs> right. All right, well, Sterling, Raheem, yeah, Sterling, yeah. of course. 2-2-9. Yeah, because yeah, he got his record goal, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, and he ended the season really well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then and third place, 12 points behind Raheem Sterling. So this... Think about goals in the Prem Prem. Think, okay. about, think about boots. That was Shiny boots. Colour. Gold boots? Yeah. Ooh, uh, Trying to think he's called oh Harry Kane yes the hurricane of course exactly Harry Kane yeah so that you did that's a good well, story yeah yeah, yeah it's interesting isn't it because also I don't know the number of total points always slightly throws me yeah we should I, do it maybe when Will's back next week we should do uh, our prediction for who the top three will be at the end of this season that's a good shout actually see if we get anywhere near that because we're on yeah there's some, I think Hazard's some currently trends. the top scorer isn't he is he and but I he's think Alonso's behind him which is interesting oh wow yeah and Mane must be up there because yeah. he got his brace at the weekend yes yeah, yeah. but all, all to play for and uh, I think that's us isn't it yeah we'll, that's we'll, probably we'll us we'll be back rounds. next week as a three unwell, hopefully married man no longer available for all you pretty ladies out there sorry about that yeah for all you <laughs> hepped out uh, beer can fans yeah <laughs> he's uh, gone Thanks for listening. Thanks for coming. And uh, yeah, thanks for the Golden touch. Lion and Soho for having us. You're in Soho, you need football. Come to this pub. It's yeah, good. It's, I can't recommend it enough. Uncluttered view of the screen. Yeah, upstairs. stay here all night. <laughs> yeah, Fall asleep. Well. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. Have a good week. We'll see you next week. See you later.